0: And welcome or welcome back to Black Hair in the Big Leagues. And honestly, I might air this on the Salisha Show as well. You guys, I'm your host, Salisha Thomas. And my heart feels overjoyed. I feel like just turning on this Zoom three seconds ago, the face who is looking back at me is, oh, I. it feels like sunshine. It feels <laughs> like, and we've never gotten to meet in person, but every time we've shared a Zoom space, she cultivates this warmth, inviting, sweet energy. Um, I first got the pleasure of sharing a Zoom space with her when we were in 2020 in the most epic book club uh, with a bunch of Black women on Broadway. Y'all, it was Liddy Lit, Lit Um, And okay, so my guest today, she is a graduate of USC. You may have seen her in Godfriend and Me, Jessica Jones, or Madam Secretary on the TV screen. And it seems like every time she does a regional show, she is the lead. She has toured with The Lion King as Nala, Nala, that is Nala, folks, uh, graced the Broadway in Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, as well as The Book of Mormon, and is currently starring as Angelica Schuyler in the Ann Peggy touring cast of Hamilton! Y'all put your hands together and help me welcome Marja Harmon. Hi! Hi. I'm Hi. so glad to be here. I'm so happy to see you. You look so beautiful.
1: Thank you. Thank you. And
0: I, right before we... Um, logged on here, I was saying, like, your skin is glowing, your hair is on fleek, but I forgot that you
1: literally also just got married, so you've got to glow. I got to go. I got to glow. I I got married, um, and then I joined, rejoined my Hamilton family in Honolulu, and we're in the middle of an eight-week engagement, so (laughs) it's just been... It's just been so restorative <laughs> to be doing the show here. Uh, yeah. It's beautiful every day. There's ocean breeze. Um, we've been having the best time. You're literally in hot kiss. Sun Sunkissed. Sunkissed. Yes, Sunkissed. Yes. So wait, did you get to go on a honeymoon yet? No, our honeymoon is actually going to be uh, in the spring. We're going to the Amalfi Coast and we are, I have two weeks uh, at the end of May, top of June. So we're very excited. That is
0: Awesome. Literally just a pre-honeymoon moment, even though you're having to work. But how long have you done Hamilton? Is it in your bones?
1: Hamilton is definitely in my bones. I've been with this company for four years. That includes yeah. the pandemic. So okay. um, but yes, it's definitely in my bones. And I I initiated Um, the Anne Peggy tour. So I was an original, I'm an original company member. We started in Puerto Rico with Lynn (sighs) and I was originally the standby for all the Skylar sisters. And then um, in my standby contract, I found out that I would be moving into the role. So uh, I started playing Angelica full time at the top of 2020. So I only got to do it for a little while before the pandemic hit. So this restart post pandemic has probably been like my true angelica run how does it feel oh, it feels great it feels great i mean i love this role i love how she feels i think like this role versus and and where i am right now in my life are just really coexisting very beautifully and this company is so special so i wow. i mean having the whole journey with them starting from Puerto Puerto Rico with Lynn and getting to come to Angelica with all of the sisters in my arsenal is actually very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like
0: it makes you like know it in a different way.
1: I mean, obviously. It does. It does. It adds so many complex layers. And um, I'm currently playing alongside um Rebecca Covington Weber. That's my girl. Is, that's my girl too. That's my girl. Yeah. She's our Peggy Mariah, and my beautiful friend Morgan is our Eliza. And all three of us actually started in the M Peggy company as covers. And so now we're all three in the roles. Rebecca is in share. the role now. She is. Oh yes. God. Yes.
0: Is Donald still?
1: Yes, he is. Oh my With God. With little D3. They're all here. That is so cool. That is so great. It's I... very cool. So we all know, we all like, we having the journey together has been, and now getting to share the stage together every single night has, is just so much fun. Okay, so question fun. for you
0: Has anyone yes. gone into the white room while you've been in the cast?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, for those who are listening, they're like, what's the white room? It's if you on stage.
1: And it's somebody- when you're on stage and the words leave you <laughs> and there's no one to help you. And you look around and there's nothing there. Somebody. That is the white space. It's the white room. <laughs> help me. <laughs> it has not happened to me yet. I'm sure it will at some point. But, yes, I have seen it happen to other people. And Hamilton, as you know, is so fast paced. yes it's it's the train if you get off the tracks it's like oh how do we get back on these tracks um it's 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 devastating to watch but then afterwards of course it's quite funny <laughs> but- especially once you've
0: done it a lot of times <clears throat> I imagine it like can mix it up for you not that anybody ever
1: wants to mess up but also no. go on it happens we're humans it it happens and it I don't know, for for me in the past, not with the show, but it usually happens when I do something slightly different. Like I, I, I alter something in a way that my body goes, oh, wait, what did you just do? And then where'd the words go? Like it's, and it, and it feels like it happens, it feels like the space takes forever when it's actually maybe in reality a couple seconds.
0: So then do you do it the same way
1: every single night then? Technically I'm consistent, um, but like, emotionally you know like emotionally I try to play every night and stay present um and just have fun with whoever's on in whatever role and whatever capacity to keep it new for myself you know since we're doing it eight times a week like I try to breathe fresh life into it as much as I can every single time.
0: I believe you. I feel like when you've been a cover and also Rebecca also as used to be a cover like I and maybe because there's so much singing it doesn't Help, but I feel like if somebody went into the white room, you're like, you know all the parts.
1: You know all the parts. So yeah,
0: you Think can something <laughs> do something else. Do something else. Help each other. Like remember, it's this because you also know it. I don't know. Like also, when you first got, and I wasn't expecting to ask you so many Hamilton questions. Honestly, I want to know about your hair. I want to know about your your wedding, everything. But before <laughs> we, uh, I just when you first, first of all, how did you wear your hair when you auditioned?
1: like this. Oh, uh, uh, that's, that's not helpful for anyone listening. Um, natural, (laughs) my natural curls. Um, I went, uh, and so I had my full, full fro out. Nice. Yeah. It looks so great. And are you wigged in the show? I am wigged in the show. My, my wig in the show is actually box braids. (gasps) Yeah. 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 I switched after the pandemic. I switched to, Um, box braids just because I thought I would get more consistency um, with how it looks from day to day and also uh, I just got them during the pandemic like for the first time and I felt so empowered and so badass and I was like I want my Angelica wig to look like this that way then I get to just have them on every single night but not have to like wear them in reality like for a year you know what I mean Um, so I made that move post pandemic and I've been very happy. So wait, Marja, you telling me that you just walked into work and
0: you were like, I'd like a new wig.
1: We had Hamilton went through a big (laughs) hair revolution during the pandemic. They really did because it was, there was, there was an issue with, as you know, textured wigs, maintaining textured wigs. I'm sure you've had this issue in shows that you've been on and maintaining them to the, the point where they can look the same every day and we can feel great in them and feel attractive. And we were just having a hard time getting that consistency. And so we had a big conversation with hair about how to achieve this. And a lot of cases, you know, it required like having double wigs for some people that had like textured wigs so that they can be properly hydrated and, and product detangled and everything for two show days and things like that. So that people didn't feel like they were going out in a wig that was not becoming and not actually. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So um, in that talk, you know, they were very open to, are you happy with your wig? Would you like any changes nice. to you make to your wig? And so that was Great. one of the changes that I wanted to make.
0: Okay. So um, in, in terms of Hamilton or not even Hamilton, any show, because you've done a lot of shows when you're mm-hmm. in a show, I feel like I probably know the answer, but I'm surprised every now and then when I ask people this, do you prefer to be wigged or do you prefer your own hair
1: if they're t- paying for it? I think in theory, initially I was like, yeah, I'll wear my own hair. But the reality of that, especially in the winter, say, for example, like making sure that it's like fully dry before you leave the house. Cause you know, natural hair, it, it this takes, it's a drying process. Yeah. It takes time and it's very easier to wash and go in warmer and warmer months. So like the actual reality of the logistics of maintaining it every on my own every single day was like, uh, do I really want to do that? So I would prefer to be wigged in a long running show. Yes. Okay. I totally feel you on that. If it were short, like that's that's a whole different story. But in a long running show, when I'm committing to a, a, you know a year of my life, yeah, so just for simplicity. Your look is very like
0: oh, this is a look. It feels very like you feel very. You look like you're very comfortable in it. How? When did you find? Have you always been natural? And when did you find like your vibe? Because it's a vibe.
1: Thank you. It was a journey. I no, I've only, I went natural in 2017. I did a big chop in 2017 and I did it because I've always, I'd always straightened my hair. And when I was in, you know, growing up, I grew up in Southern Indiana. I was like, my my sister and I were like one of four black people. Like we were like assimilated central, chemically straightening, you know, trying to do everything just to fit in and look like everybody else. And I stopped chemically straightening my hair, my senior year of high school, and just started just like blowing it out. Um, Cause my hair straightened so easily. Huh. And I was having such an issue maintaining my hairline, my edges, dealing with breakage, straightening my hair while also doing long running shows and mm. having to constantly do wig prep and have wig caps. Um, And things, you know, it it rubs and like your edges break. So I finally got to a point when I was a Mormon and I was like, something has to give. I can't keep straightening my hair and wearing wig caps every night and expect to achieve hair growth or strength and and just healthy hair overall. So I decided to go natural. I did a lot of research online. I found um, Mona Balthazar and I made an appointment for the Mona cut.
0: And how did you feel about it? It
1: was, I learned so much about my curl pattern. I learned so much about my hair and she, you know, she was like, how short do you want to go? And I was like, let's just do what we have to do so it can start growing a new hat. Like, so it can come back as strong and um, as strong as possible. And so we did a big chop um, and my hair was like, it was like maybe like three and in- I had like three inches of growth and it was a very cute shape. And then And then panic hit (laughs) like I got it done, I felt really good for like 24 hours and then panic hit. And I didn't, I didn't realize, and I'm, it's embarrassing to say, and also very vulnerable to say how much I had associated feeling attractive with my hair being straight. Yeah. Cause I found myself all of a sudden being like, I have to wear makeup and I have to get earrings and I have to do all this stuff. And then it took me like a couple of months to appreciate my curls to feel sexy and bold and attractive in my curls, like yeah, when I would walk I down that. the street, like so many black women would be like, "I love your curl, I love your natural look, rocket girl," and that like helped me feel really empowered. But it was it was more of an emotional transition than I expected it to be. I was yeah. really surprised. Yeah, and it's also a journey. It takes time to figure out. It takes time for your real curl pattern to come out. I've right? been straightening it for so long because, like, this took like two years. Um, it looks great. And it, thank you. And it also takes so long to figure out what product combo, right, works for you. Like that's a journey. Honestly, and so, yes.
0: It, I feel it's, it's, <laughs> it's a journey. I'm literally like, it's a like, journey. It's a journey. I'm still playing around with things. And today, I'm like, well, it didn't work. And I'm in an interview about hair. I'm still playing with my own and trying to find it. It's like, how long is this gonna take until I find like. My actual vibe,
1: yeah, yeah. It takes it took forever, and then, and but I I love it, and I'm so happy, and I feel like myself. I feel like myself, and that's not to say that I don't straighten it here and there just for fun or just to see like my growth. You can process, do what you want. Yeah, I can do what I want, but yes. it was um my natural hair journey was a big part. I think in terms of me like really accepting black, my blackness, black beauty, like all of those things. And really Mm. kind of stepping into my own.
0: Okay. So you mentioned the Mona Mm -hmm. cut and my heart was like, (gasps) because I did not have a great experience with the Mona cut, but also like listening to you kind of shed more light on me and I never gave her like a public bad review, but I Uh was not happy. But I think it was because she also cut, she cut all my hair off yeah and and i wasn't used to seeing that yeah i did not like it i'm like what the heck is this who's that who's that yeah like it takes you you're talking about it being emotional i'm like i totally feel that i did that in 2018. wait were you in book of mormon at that time
1: i was in book of mormon at that time yeah
0: and she became and she
1: became my my go-to in new york for like my curly cuts i'd see her like every like four months or so oh yeah after that
0: girls in mormon were they natural at that time
1: um yeah yeah most of them were most of them were i feel like it helps it does help it does help and i learned a lot like i learned a lot about twist outs and you know like i was i felt like i was finally learning about black hair like really and how to work with texture instead of get rid of texture correct
0: yeah okay wait so you just did you end up going to shy at capella salon
1: i did i saw shy so obviously being on tour it's hard to get my hair done so i i have to like do like deep sleuthing on Instagram every like I'm like to find the people who do what Mona and Shy do like you know to find the people who do that texture curl cut that dry curl by curl cut I found an amazing woman in Reno um, at Desert Curls on Instagram so I saw her in the fall of 2021 and she gave me an amazing cut um, and then I saw Shy a month before my wedding. So I saw Shy in October, this past October. What was your experience? Do you love it? Hate it? What did you think? Loved it. Loved it again. Again, learned so, even so much more about, because what I love so much about Shy too, the whole process that that salon from beginning to end was so educational. Yeah. And everything that they were doing, they were telling you that they were doing this. So you experienced that too, where they were like, they're like, okay, now we're using this product and this yes. is how we're applying it. And if you do, you can do this at home. And this is how you saturate this, and this is how you And I they use the same product line that I've been using this whole entire year that I got through um Desert Curls and Reno, which is InnerSense.
0: I've been using InnerSense since Shia Meal. I'm like, I love this stuff. Okay. Inner go sense,
1: InnerSense is finally the cocktail.
0: It's the, <laughs> do you use the, the products clothing. across the board or do you use a different um, curl styling?
1: No, their create hold defining gel is all I use now. And when I tell you, and I, was, I mean I'm saying it, but like I don't even do my wig prep anymore. I just put the wig cap over my hair. No, no, no you don't. No. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait! What? I just put the wig cap over my head because that's how I can maintain my curls when I take it off. Oh, and but these these off. curls still hold even with the wig cap. That that defining gel is so good. It is so good that I can still have curl when I take Marcia, my wig off. You don't do a wig prep anymore. I know, Rebecca always goes wet prep. I was like, come on! These you see these coils? They're holding those pins. So <laughs> I mean. For the most part, for the on, on day on days where I want to do something after the show, like I want to go out, I want to feel cute. No, I don't. I just do on. Okay, so
0: you're the first person who has ever said that on this podcast before, and I am literally so shook right now. I actually I need to go take a lap.
1: <laughs> and it most works. Time, I will just say. I will say. Most of the time, I do do my prep. On the times, like I said, where I want to like. <laughs> Let my curls pop or I'm like, you know what? Like, I want to go out after the show tonight and I want to have my hair out. Yeah. I just, I just put it, I put two wig cups on. I just can't tuck it under and it works. And no one, none of the hair people's. Oh, they'll be like, oh, your lips a little bit today. And I'll be like, oh, oh. yeah, humidity. <laughs> you know, day five hair. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what okay. I was like. Oh, yeah, humidity. Day five, you know. Oh. I'll be tomorrow. <laughs> that is. First of all,
0: iconic. Second of all, a great mm-hmm. idea.
1: It holds. If you have like a thick curl, I mean like I've never had a problem with my wig. It stays. And if the wig caps are strong enough, like they're not like all loose, then you can.
0: Yeah. I mean, obviously I feel like if you were in like a crazy dance track, mm-hmm. that could be a little bit.
1: Oh yeah, trickier. no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not, that's not my journey. Yeah. In the show, <laughs> that's, not, that's your, not my journey in the show so.
0: <laughs> okay when you went to shy did you have a specific like this is what i want my wedding is in a month do not mess this up or did you say play do whatever
1: you want or something in the middle um something in the. i i mean i i told them uh, my my hair was actually in a pretty good place because I had still kind of like maintained my trims pretty consistently. So I just said, you know, I just wanted to clean it up for my wedding. Nothing drastic because I want, you know, my length and everything for my hairstyle because I hadn't at that time even known what I really wanted to do for my wedding work, but I knew I wanted to wear my hair out. So I was either going to do my full fro, and I ended up doing a full fro with um, one side, um, uh, one side pulled back and like little braids, little like twists. Um,
0: Marcia, your photos I, were perfect.
1: You look so beautiful. Oh, so did you. Thank you. So did you. You're wedding and and oh my gosh. You look so radiant, so vivacious. It just right back at you. <laughs> the joy was palpable in the photos and in the wedding clips you showed. <gasps> Thank you. I'm still waiting for my photos. You've gotten yours back already. I got mine back already. Mine yeah.
0: Four months. It's like three or four months. I haven't gotten them back yet. <laughs>
1: They, and it's, um, yeah, it was, it was really funny. Cause I, would, I was always like, I don't want a wedding. I don't need a wedding. We don't need to get married. And now I can't imagine not having done that. When did it you was, meet him? I met Charles, um, when our, fir- when our company first got to San Francisco. So we did Puerto Rico and then we were sitting down in San Francisco. Um, I met him in San Francisco. I met him once I learned all my tracks I was like, oh, I know I got all this free time. I think I kind of want to maybe put my toe back into the dating pool a bit. So I got on the app, had a couple (laughs) dates. They weren't great. And then I saw Charles and I saw his photo. I was like, oh, he's so handsome. I just messaged him. I was like, I was like in the backyard, like tipsy on rose with some friends. I was Come like, oh message him. I was like, let's message him. And I just like, you know, hi, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. And he started chatting back with me. And um, we made a lunch date. And and I told him, like, you know, and I, I never tell people immediately what I do, but I do say, like, look, my day off is Monday. That's it. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> like, my day off is Monday. That's when I'm free. Mm-hmm. If you're okay with that, let's proceed, you know? <laughs> and Um and we had a lunch date and we talked for hours and he walked me to the stage door. (sighs) And after that it was just it was on. Did he know he was walking you to the stage door? When did you tell him that you're like, Oh, I'm casually the lead of Hamilton. (laughs) Yeah, and he and he he knew the show, like he's um he knew the show. Uh he had seen clips of the show, but he never actually like seen the show in person. So he saw it live for the first time with me in it, like maybe like after a couple of months of us dating. That's cool. And, um, but Charles like came from the music industry too. So like he was aware, he was adjacent and aware of what I did and what it like, what it took and had like the utmost respect for it and was very supportive, but he wasn't like, he's not in the industry, which is also nice too.
0: (laughs) Okay. So question, and I'm asking from a place of like, how can I do this going forward in the future? Like, I have not been in a long running show for most of the pandemic, which is where I met Andrew, my husband, but mm-hmm. like when it's time to go back to work, it's there's gonna be some navigating. And so how do you handle being in a long running <clears throat> show that travels and being married, working and loving? How do you um, navigate that?
1: Well, um, Charles, works remotely now because ah! of the pandemic. That's so cool. he's yeah, so he's able to come out um for for a little chunks. So but what we kind of did too was because I also made the choice to drive the tour. So <gasps> how you we're, drive we're, to Hawaii. Well I did not. I didn't drive to Hawaii. <laughs> and and actually that that the driving portion is done now, but like like prior to Hawaii I drove from destination, like about half of us do or did. And so like oh. Charles would usually coordinate his visits with helping me with those big drives. Um, so he came out often. And um, then we had like our big vacation this past summer. We went to Alaska, which is great, but we just kind of always, it helps me to know when I'm going to see him again. And of okay. course now with FaceTime and all that stuff, I mean, like it's it's easier. Yeah, because of technology. Yeah, but um, but yeah, probably like every five to six weeks he would he would come out, stay for a little chunk of time, help me with the transition, um, and but now we're kind of done with all the moving. Like we're in Honolulu, and then we go to Toronto for six months. So we're okay. we're pretty stationary at this point, and I'll have a layoff after Honolulu as well. So I'll have it like about a month nice. at home. Which will be good, but it but it's it's harder. Like now with him, and now that we have we bought a home this past year. Congratulations! Um, Congratulations! Congratulations. So now that I have this life and this family, it's been harder to be away. Yeah, it's been harder to be away, and I'm very much ready to be home. (laughs) I'll say that. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so we navigate it. We navigate it beautifully. We communicate um you know and we Facetime mornings and evenings before I go to work and he's able to come out and visit which is which is helpful um but I think it just requires flexibility and and compromise on both parts you yeah. know to go yeah. uh, you can see me I come see you and and a commitment for that but we've been We've been doing it great. That doesn't mean that sometimes it's not hard. Right. I don't get incredibly homesick and I don't I miss know. them terribly. I'm always really bad when he leaves. Like when he leaves, like he just left two days ago and I'm always like, <sighs> <sighs> and, then, and then it takes me like 48 hours to get my rhythm back. I'm like, okay. Okay. You know,
0: I feel that, I feel that same way too. And I'm asking cause like, we're not the only ones in the industry trying to like maintain relationships. Like it, Is It can be tricky in our business because you have to be, like, your body has to be there every day.
1: (laughs) You can't Zoom Hamilton. You can't Zoom in Hamilton. We tried during the (laughs) pandemic. You can't Zoom in Hamilton.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You try. You try. But I'm so happy for you and I'm so happy that you found each other. He's so handsome, Marsha. You guys. Thank you. Together, you. you guys are so hot.
1: He's also so. He, I mean, like Charles is. I always say Charles is better than me. <laughs> oh. Charles is such a good person. He's such a kind and generous and loving and positive. He's so optimistic person. He makes me. He makes me want to be the best version of myself. Um, but he he's also just like so fun. Like I just so funny. But it's also just so nice to see how loving he is, how warm he is, how he treats people everyone in my life how he treats people he doesn't even know like he just exudes such warmth and such generosity and i'm always like really proud to be like "Ah, that's my my husband that's That's my husband yeah yeah
0: wait what is the moment when did you know when did you like
1: know it was him oh we had a fight um (laughs) i had had a, I know this is really funny i had had a bad day i had had a bad day i was cranky and this is like a towards like the beginning of our relationship. And, um, we were on the phone and I kind of picked a fight. I was being snippy and I kind of picked a fight with him over something silly. And then, and I said, you know what? I, I'm not in the mood. I just, I don't think we should do anything tonight. I'm just going to go home whatever. And so I went home after the show and he called me and he was downstairs he was like in my apartment building. he was like hi Marcia he's like I'm downstairs can I come up and I was like what I was like oh oh I was like um okay uh. <laughs> and he came and he he came upstairs and I opened the door and he was like I really didn't like how you spoke to me on the phone and he and he was he was oh. like I know you've had a bad day but it's not fair for you to take it out on me Oh. and that's not how we speak to one another. We need to be respectful for, to one another and approach one another with respect. Oh. And he was like, and I just want to let that hurt my feelings. And I wanted to come and tell you in person. And I also wanted to come and tell you in person to see, are you okay? Because you said you had a bad day and tell me what happened. It was like, he came in and I was like, uh. I was like, uh. and I had I had never been with someone who was like, he wasn't going to let me get away with that. Uh -uh. Petulant behavior. He was like, "That's not how we talk to one another." He was like, "If you have a bad day, I'm here to listen." Grown
0: AF. This response. He showed up and said, "He showed it."
1: He uh -uh. said, "Now look." He's like, (laughs) and I and I was like, I was just clutched. I was like, a man, (laughs) a man, a man. man. And then he was, and he said it so tenderly. And he was like, "Now tell me what happened." And I apologized. I said, "You're right, Charles. I'm really sorry. I'm sorry I spoke to you that way." That i You didn't do anything to me. There was no cause for that. And then I explained to him why I was frustrated and why I was upset at the day and at work stuff. But, um, but he, oh, snap. I was like, this is different from anything I've ever been in. But he also took such initiative. Like he would do things, um, you know, he traveled to New York so often to, um, for work. And he would, like, if my sister was there shooting for her show, he would just have dinner with her. And I would never know. Like he would be like, "Oh yeah, I had dinner with your sister tonight." Oh, I was like, "You did?" You did. He was like, "Yeah," and I was like, "How did? How did you get her number?" Well, I just went into her DMs. We went out for dinner. I took her to dinner. Oh, I'd be like, "What?" So it's just like initiatives of him also oh. just like getting to know the people in my life. Whoa. Okay. You know, and spending time with like my friends and my family without me know. Like that's that's what he, Charles just does things that are so beautiful and kind and productive, but he doesn't do it loudly. He doesn't tell you he's doing it. You know, like it's, wow. that's one of my favorite things about him. Can I, um, can I and, ask the, some, and like, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Keep, no, keep no, going, yeah. keep going. No, I just, I just but I just knew I'm like, he's special. That's different. That's different than anything I've ever been in and different in, and it's, it felt different than anything had ever felt
0: before. All right. I want to ask you something. And if it needs to be off the record, we will take it off of the record. I okay. like, I want to know for me, this is why I'm yeah. asking. How, have you figured out, like, first of all, do you want kids?
1: We're talking about it, yes, yeah. um, and um, kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One, one. Um, but yes, and I had never, Felt that pull to have a family. I think until I met Charles, and I think that's because I finally felt I was dating an equal, and I, I had Damn. a partner. I had a partner. Okay, I had so- someone I could partner with and rely on. So what I'm w-
0: wondering, because Andrew wants four freaking kids, and I'm like, I'm oh. just getting started. I'm about to finally get back on Broadway. Like, how? <laughs> how do i do this like how do i
1: do wait salish did you book something
0: i'm girl i'm the swing at in the one more time musical the britney spears i've been oh. that we've been waiting for that since 2020 just i'm just this you know just this swing you're
1: just wait but you're waiting you're yeah, waiting well for they to get just the announced did they get a theater they yes. just announced they okay okay
0: he, we're starting in Oh now i have to probably take this off of the record but um um we start rehearsals in april previews in may and then opening in june oh, that's so exciting which is exciting and he keeps like he, he wants to have babies and i'm like let me have my first tony awards please <laughs> like how, yeah is it yeah that? you got time is it possible to like do it and then get back to business
1: yes Everyone does. I have to say that, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, I I do think it's challenging. I mean, you know, I mean, obviously, I'm I'm not a mother, um, but you know, Rebecca.
0: But that seems like a very <laughs> special case. Like her husband is in the show. They trap like her
1: husband is in the show. You know, um, you know, and when, when I was in Book of Mormon watching watching my friend Kim Exum do it, who plays Nabalungi. watching yeah. Nikki Renee Daniels do it, who was Nabalungi before her. I mean, it definitely requires balance, but I mean, I can't imagine anything harder than being a working mom on Broadway, but I mean, like these incredible women, they do it. They do they it. They do it. Yeah. Okay. They do it. I just it.
0: need to hear that it's possible. Because in my yeah. it's like, okay, have a kid. pandemic is pretty much over people who got to have their beautiful pandemic babies they had a a nice block of time off of work
1: they sure did I mean like if you if like if we were in a different place that would have been the perfect time to do it but we weren't there we weren't there yet but I mean yeah but like it's it is I I, I mean I'm not gonna say it's not nerve-wracking and scary because we do have to you have to take the time to be pregnant and you have to take the time to recover and yeah yeah
0: somehow try to get back in your costumes i don't know (sighs) i just want to like know that it's possible because i don't Mm want to give this up yet
1: no i don't think you should and i think you should have i think you can have this experience and have this moment and everything that comes with it and then start trying after you know
0: i love that okay i i know i'm i have to start letting you go soon but i just your wedding dress was so beautiful and it had color in it when did you know
1: that you wanted like, right? You let me tell you the story about my wedding. My about my wedding dress. So, because Rebecca thought I was crazy, no. I um I it's had followed beautiful. Leanne. I followed Leanne Marshall for a long time, and I knew if I ever did have an event or something, I was like, oh, I would love to wear one of her gowns. So, when we decided we were going to get married, I was like, of course, Leanne, Leanne Marshall. And then I, uh where were we? The tour was in Boise, Idaho. And I was looking at her website and just looking at all the different gowns and then trying to find like boutique shops and places that I knew that we were going that had some of her gowns. I could try them on because I was like, how am I going to find a wedding dress on tour? And she had a program called the go ahead gown where you give her four adjectives and your measurements. And she just makes the gown but you don't see it until ah, it's finished
0: that's why rebecca thought you were crazy okay
1: okay that's why rebecca thought i was okay. crazy. you don't see it until it's finished <sighs> oh. and it's at a super discounted price because you know you don't see it until it's finished but you're basically giving her artistic license and so i decided to do that because mm. it just took it just took all of the potential trying on and trying to find different places and you know wherever we were going I just put it all in her hands and I was okay with that I was like Mm -hmm. I've been following this designer forever her forever I love her designs it's impossible that I'm going to get a dress that I'm not happy with so let me just go for it and I did so I gave her my adjectives which were off the shoulder chiffon autumn so I told her the season and I said deep gold wow and my wedding dress is, is what came out of it. all of that yeah and i i placed the order in december i saw a photo a flat photo in april before they shipped it they shipped it to our home in nashville so i didn't actually see it see it until i was able to go home um at some point on a personal day and i was like oh, okay now i can actually visually see my wedding dress and then our head of wardrobe here on tour did all my alterations. Nice. Oh God, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. So we would do dress, we would do dress try-ons before shows and, you know, do all the hem. But I, I mean, it came out, I felt like a walking golden hour. It was so beautiful. It's perfect. It it's... was so comfortable. But I, but I knew I didn't want a white gown. Like I knew I wanted color.
0: Um... You're such a modern day pride. I love that.
1: Yeah, I knew I wanted, I was like, I want color. And I just, I'm, I'm, I was overwhelmed with how perfect it was. I love that for you. But yeah, I had no idea what it was going to look like it, until, it I knew, until I knew.
0: <laughs> OK, that is wild. OK, another question, because your flowers were gorgeous. Did you have a flower sponsor?
1: No, girl most of the budget went to those flowers. Yep, okay. I said, Charles, you don't ever ask me what these flowers were, okay? Don't ever ask (laughs) that being said, I knew that was one of the most important things for I mean me. Like I am a flower person. I love florals. I buy myself bouquets weekly. And when I saw I found Mary Love Richardson I was just doing research of like, you know, Southeastern florists. I found her. She's in Nashville. She's like, she's the best in Nashville. Probably one of the best in the Southeast, honestly. But I, but when I saw her work, it's so stunning. It has such a flow, but not super manicured. It it feels very organic and, you know, um, kind of even wild at some point. Yeah. And I just fell in love with her work. And I was like, it's her. And she was the first um after venue she was the first vendor we secured
0: marja that was a smart choice like even looking at the photos like i was like oh wait these flowers are a moment
1: like it's they were beautiful beautiful. they're beautiful and she was like i even mentioned to her you know because charles charles's mother passed during the pandemic um from cancer and um so you know both his parents are no longer with us and and I said to her, I was like, you know, her favorite flower is a pink rose. If they could and be incorporated, and she had the pink roses in all, even in the ba- the ceremony backdrop, and the smell, like the smell of the room when we walked in, was so overwhelming, so beautiful. But like the roses had such a strong scent. So like her even picking up on those details and making sure that his mom's essence was present. Oh, it was. Yeah, the floor the florals. I cried when I saw the room. I was. It's because we didn't get we didn't give her a color palette. I you I, I, I told no. I told her. She said, "You know what colors are you thinking?" And I said, "I don't really have colors in mind. I just wanted to feel like this is what I said again. Probably crazy. I was like, I just wanted to feel like golden hour in the fall." In Paris, you know how the light hits like those Haussmann buildings, and mm-hmm. and she was like, she's like, oh, got you. I overstand, and here's what I'm thinking. She said, "Say and less." Be <laughs> like, "Say less," and she gave like, and we talked through the proposal, and we talked about like candles and tapers and like everything to kind of just create that that like autumn golden hour cozy nostalgic feel. It it reads, yeah. I just I mean knew I wanted and I wasn't to like it like, <laughs> like from the photos it reads yeah i was like i don't know i was like i just know how i wanted to feel like i want this type of vibe and i and then i kind of let my vendors just just go like do what you do i'm on tour i can't even facilitate this even if i right. want yeah
0: sweet so where did you get married in nashville
1: yes oh at the Noel Hotel, which is like a boutique hotel in downtown Nashville. That's awesome. And
0: then also how long was your engagement period?
1: Oh, let's see, uh, a year, about a year. That's that's good.
0: Yeah. I feel like in a year you can mostly get, like I have some friends who are like, we are. I'm a two year engagement type of ride. And I feel like you can get every single thing that you want in two years because like you're not really fighting for dates, whatever, because it's so far out in advance. I was a seven monther. <laughs> and so oh, was, wow. yeah, I'm like, mm,
1: let's see what we can manage out of this. <laughs> let's let's see what's still available. And and the other thing that probably you had to contend with as well is that all the backup weddings from the pandemic, like all the weddings yes. were canceled. So there weren't there wasn't a lot of availability in a lot of places because uh-uh. of all the 2020 weddings that had to be pushed back
0: uh-huh and then maybe yeah. the 2021 weddings that thought everything was gonna be okay and it wasn't like
1: right right
0: but i was like you know what i'm not even trying to join this rat race i'm getting married on monday
1: who else is getting married on a monday what y'all doing getting married on a monday and <laughs> then all the industry can come because that's the hard that's the hard thing too. exactly <laughs> exactly
0: yeah. Marja, i'm loving your spirit and your zest for life and love and just like looking at these gorgeous curls, your skin on fleek, feeling your heart um, radiating through the screen. I cannot wait till when I finally get to meet you in person. Do you ever come to New York? Do you not, you're not based in New York, are you?
1: I, well, I'm no longer based in New York because like we we did buy in Nashville, but I do come and visit, yes, yes, yes. I mean, I, I was last there this spring because I came to see my sister in her show. Um nice. <clears throat> but um I'll probably cool. be when we're in Toronto I'll be coming much more cuz oh, it's so close.
0: I'm so here for that and also loving yeah. the encouragement that I can also move out of the city and it will be okay.
1: Yeah, cuz New York is always there. It's always there. And I found my relationship with it starting to dwindle a little bit when I was in Mormon. Like I spent a lot of my time thinking how can I get out? Where can I go? Like what, what country Haven can I find this weekend? And, and I think I kind of learned that I think my time in the city is done. Charles had no desire to move to live back in New York city, but I have so much fun visiting and visiting my friends there now and feeling like, Oh, it's like an old friend. Um, but I do love I'm really excited to continue to build our life in Nashville. And I'm really enjoying our neighborhood and the vibe of that city there. And it's nice to just kind of so many people moved during the pandemic. I don't even have a lot of friends who are actually in the city proper anymore.
0: Yeah. And that was
1: that was kind of a new revelation to me. And it's kind of interesting to move into the stage of life where it's kind of like we all meet in New York City or we meet somewhere else and like we travel to see each other now. And that's been a lot of fun too
0: yeah yeah ah just dripping in encouragement so i just want to say thank you because all the things that you've said have just really encouraged me and i just am grateful for that um how can people find you follow you
1: oh okay uh i'm really awful with social media but i do have instagram (laughs) Um, my instagram (laughs) handle is Miss Marja Harmony um, on Insta. You're so lovely. Y'all. You can keep up with my cooking and my touring and a little Hamilton action.
0: And also go see Hamilton, the Ann Peggy tour.
1: The Ann Peggy tour, where, it can, where it'll be in Toronto um, for most of this next year, so yeah.
0: Y'all, you heard it here first, we got Marja Harmon. Thank you so much for joining us, Oh,
1: thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: And that wraps another episode of Black Hair in the Big League. Y'all, I'm so honored to have such great guests on this show. And if there's somebody who you want to listen to, please drop me a note on my Instagram at Thomas or at Black Hair Podcast and slip into those DMs and let me know what you want to hear, who you want to hear from. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast, rate it, leave a review, tell a friend, follow us on Patreon at Black Hair in the Big Leagues. Y'all, I am so grateful that you are part of this community. It would not be the same without you. (laughs) Shout out to Wilton Music for producing my theme song, Love C.O.D. Shout out to Colin Tabor for editing this episode and most of these episodes. And shout out to you for listening. Y'all, my heart is so big and I feel so grateful. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Black Hair in the Big Leaks. I'm your host, Salisha Thomas. See you next week.